This is an AMI podcast. The oak fought the wind and was broken. The willow bent when it must and survived. This is AMI Audiobook Review. Thanks for joining us today on this weekly podcast where we talk all things audiobooks. I'm your host, Ramia Amuddin, here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And the quote of for today, or this week, I guess, is by Robert Jordan from the book, The Fires of Heaven. And this one is, Nisreen, what did you say? It was a thinker. <laughs> it was it was a thinker for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Exactly. But you know what? We're featuring quotes describing resilience through the month of May. And this one definitely, when I found it, and it was a quick find or or at least a quick choice for me, um, I thought if this is a thing, I would be picking books based on quotes. I absolutely loved it. Anywhere there's poetry, anywhere there's conceptualization uh, based on your own perception, you know, how you how you hear this quote is what it means to you, right? That's really the the bulk of it. Um, and of course, the relating back to nature. For some reason, anytime there is visualization, imagery, description of nature to come back around and say, this is the analogy, um, makes me feel very thoughtful. It, it really is the word. It pushes that thoughtfulness onto you in a not-so-aggressive way, and I love that. So that's the quote for today. Now let's move to the CELA homepage, where we like to take a glance. CELALibrary.ca, tons and tons and tons of books in this uh, catalog at CELA, the Center for Equitable Library Access. But we like to check out the three featured titles at the very top on the homepage. Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mendel is the first one. This is a general fiction title, and we talked a bit about it last week. We actually hit pause or play on that one. Today, we're talking about Her Hidden Genius by Marie Benedict. This is a historical fiction. And the third one for featured books is Sorry, Not Sorry. And that's sorry spelled S-A-R-I. This is by Sonia Singh, and it's a romance going to be probably talking about that one in the next episode. Let's get to some audiobook announcements, Nizreen. This one is super cool. It's kind of an anticipated announcement or for an anticipated title, I should say, but it is one that you may want to keep an ear out for. Penguin Random House is going to be publishing a memoir by Bono. Nice. So Bono is an artist, activist, and the lead singer of U2, the Irish rock band, and that's probably where we all uh, associate Bono with. And he's written a memoir. It's called Surrender, and it's going to be published by Penguin Random House, as I said. November 1st is the release date of this year, so it's a ways to come, a couple months for sure. But it's going to be published in hardcover, ebook, and audio with the audiobook narrated by Bono himself. So, yay for audiobook listeners. The uh, book, as we know, and as we've come to hear with a lot of these projects, everything, all these different formats are going to be released all at the same time simultaneously, 15 territories around the world. 
So, Nasreen, I just want to get your take on this. Is this something that you're kind of looking forward to, or at least your ears perk up a little bit when hearing uh, that Bono is finally putting down the pen for his own autobiography? Yeah, I think I think it's about time that we hear the story. And I, I love the title, first of all. It did perk up my ears just a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, that's something I would be interested in for sure. I like the biographies. I, I don't mind mm-hmm. them. I don't obsess over them. I don't wait for them to come. But I do, I am interested in how their story began, how their career evolved, what it's all about, each song. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it yeah. does it, it does make up a, a good story and especially when you have that much experience like Bono it's 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 something uh, that people want to hear and to read absolutely and the hidden stories within the stories that we already want to hear right like we want to hear about you too we want to hear about uh, the the career and and his take on that and the challenges around all of this stuff that we probably already know a little bit about or are fans of but how about the stories underneath that right the experiences that we probably don't know about uh through all these other recollections um i'm thinking of diana you know princess diana had her story um written sort of like through her and in collaboration with a another writer and when i flipped through not gonna lie i didn't read fully but when I flipped through that uh, conversation that she was having with us it was very very different from what you hear from the media what you hear from tabloids what you've experienced yourself when she was going through the struggles if you were a huge fan of Princess Diana and she was uh, so loved around the world but to finally have something out that was through her own words through her own reality um, it does give that much depth to the stories, even mm-hmm. if you've already known so much about her. Well, this is uh, something that I guess might be trending right now, but do you also have anything else that's trending in the audiobook world? Well, actually, I wanted to open up what audiobooks.com tweeted out, and they tweeted out this week's hottest new releases. And I'm here to list just a few for you, just to give you an idea, because we did switch from last week's very mysterious, very dark, heavy books to lighter books for this week. So starting off with The Summer Place by Jennifer Weiner, Bad Actors by Mick Herron, the Last White Rose, a novel of Elizabeth of York by Alison Ware. The Linus by Chris Bojalian. The last one I'll mention is Don't Trust Your Gut by Seth Stevens, David Owitz. Because this is this is an interesting one, Remia. I'll read you a short summary of it, and I mean very short. Big decisions are hard. We consult family and friends make sense of confusing expert advice online. Maybe we read a self-help book to guide us. In the end, we usually just do what feels right, pursuing high stakes self-improvement, such as who we marry, how to date, where to live, what makes us happy, based solely on what our gut instinct tells us. But what if our gut is wrong, biased, unpredictable, and misinformed? Our gut, it turns out, is not all that reliable, and data can prove this. And that's what Uh, The Economist, former Google data scientist and New York Times bestselling author Seth Stevens David Owitz reveals in this book. So just how wrong we really are when it comes to improving our own lives. So that did perk up my ears, uh, Remy, when I read this. So that's something that, 
you know, I want to get into these books and I've, I've told you this before. I want a book to really change my life. And I don't know if you've experienced that yet, Ramya. Have you ever read or uh, listened to a book that changed your perspective, changed your life? You know, changed your life. That That's a real heavy concept to sit with, right? You really have to think about that before answering and um, be able to reflect maybe. But I, I would say that there are words and stories that I've read that have really impacted me, definitely made me mm-hmm. feel like I've shifted perspectives. But I, I can't particularly you know, think of something right now to give you as an example, but maybe we can bring this up in the next episode because absolutely I've read things and and read uh, books and words of others that have shifted my own perspectives. Welcome back. We're talking all things audiobooks here on AMI Audiobook Review. I'm your host, Ramya Amuthan, here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid, and it's time to hit pause or play. This is one of the featured titles on the SELA featured titles category on the SELA homepage, celalibrary.ca. Her Hidden Genius by Marie Benedict. This is a historical fiction. Let's get into the synopsis. She changed the world with her discovery. Three men took the credit. Rosalind Franklin has always been an outsider, brilliant but different. Whether working at the laboratory she adored in Paris or toiling at a university in London, she feels closest to the science, those unchanging laws of physics and chemistry that guide her experiments. When she's assigned to work on DNA, she believes she can unearth secrets. Rosalind knows... If she just takes one more x-ray picture, one more of the thousand she's already taken, she can unlock the building blocks of life. Never again will she have to listen to her colleagues complain about her, especially Maurice Wilkins, who'd rather conspire about genetics with James Watkins and Francis Prick than work alongside her. Then it finally happens. The double helix structure of DNA reveals itself to her with perfect clarity. But what unfolds next, Rosalind could have never predicted. So we're going to stop there for the synopsis and go around the table for everybody's takes, pause, or play. Nazreen, over to you. I'm going to hit pause for this one. It's a historical fiction. You know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was going to say, no follow-up at all. She's just going to pause and that's just it. That's that's pretty much it. (laughs) Okay, historical fiction. Yeah, maybe can't really put it together how this could be historical. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, Over to you, Sarah. Pause or play? Well, provided that she is a real person, which I assume that she is, if they're going to call it a historical fiction, then maybe it's, it's like a... Uh, a, f- a fictionalized account of what she did in which case it mm-hmm. might be interesting to put play and see what she did well if you put it okay. that way well if you put yeah, it see? that way she's promoting i changed look. my answer <laughs> <laughs> there you go i love when we convince each other on pause or play yeah i mean I was really genuinely going to press pause as well. I wasn't sure if I could uh, like a book like this. But then I go back to some of the books I've read in the past year on um, during our book club. 
and Inception Point was one of these books where when I read the synopsis, I'm like, nah. But we read it and I really, really loved it. And that was also science. It was also discovery of uh, new things um, and in places that are remote you know, where science is really, really juicy in those areas, <laughs> like like when we're talking at Arctica, like we did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so I think I might press play on this one, too. So this is Her Hidden Genius. We heard our takes on it. This is by Marie Benedict, and it's also on the CELA homepage. Also by Marie Benedict, if you're curious about the author, is Lady Clementine, The Mystery of Mrs. Christie, which did really well on the New York Times list. Now. We are hearing from an avid audiobook listener. We're opening up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, and conceptualize, and of course, reminisce on audiobooks and experiences of our own with them. We're welcoming in Sarah Hillis, and you might know her as the host of Radio Mushroom FM. I'm going to do that again. You might know her voice on Mushroom FM as one of the hosts. And, of course, she's a wonderful multi-instrument musician. Uh, We know this through Kelly and Company and through the several Christmas parties that she's been around at playing music. Sarah, thank you for coming on AMI Audiobook Review. Hey, it's good to be here. Really nice to talk audiobooks with you because I don't think you and I have uh, connected on that level before. We have talked in general about audio entertainment and uh, being around music, but this is cool. I want to ask because, full disclosure, you are the wife of Michael Fair, weekly contributor on Kelly and Company, and he's super into audio entertainment. That's, in fact, half of the things he reports about. So <laughs> for you, where do you sit with audiobooks in comparison to other audio entertainment like podcasts and audio dramas and and whatever else I'm not mentioning already? I think they're just all in the mix. I think that um, I like my audio and uh, if I can read a really well-recorded and well-narrated and well-written audiobook, then I'm just as happy to do that as to listen to a well-produced audio drama, well-produced podcast uh or old time radio like i i love mm. the old time radio and stuff like that so yeah okay great yeah see that's also in the mix um how about that that point of well recorded so when you say old time radio i immediately think of bad audio quality or i should say you know former audio quality compared to some of the uh clean audio that we get now like what makes that distinction for you when you say good audio well to be honest there's some old-time radio a lot of it was on um vinyl and stuff so it they have what they have right but some of it it is really innovative for the time the way they make their sound effects and Mm -hmm. and i love i love hearing about the old-fashioned way of making a thunderstorm or people walking in snow or something like that i really i really love audio design and and it all started back in the 30s and 40s with this old-time um, audio drama that they that they would do. Um, so you'd have like a big sheet of metal and you'd sort of womp it around to make a thunder sound or, you know, like wow. uh, mic, mic, yeah. microphone technique, like all that kind of stuff. Where do we put the mic? How do we make it? They're, they're working with like mono. They're working with a couple different microphones, you know, and they're in a little tiny studio and they're, they're trying to give you 
the impression of being out on a heath somewhere or in a forest and you know it's 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 I just that's why I like it so much because even though to us it seems like it's inferior it's actually really quite innovative in many ways and it's interesting that you bring this up because when we talk audiobooks most of the time gonna obviously put that in parentheses we're talking about the content right about what's in the book and what uh, we're into and and all that kind of stuff but so much of it and especially if you grew up listening to other quality of audio or other forms of audio you know having to listen in on cds on cassette tapes and and that kind of thing that has changed so much and and the clarity or you know tactile quality of what we're hearing has really really developed and even now you know sometimes you go on the the public library or sila or nels and and hear some books that are um clearly recorded you know over 10 years ago or whatever it is and you can you're hearing you're listening to these older books on your airpods pro and it's somehow just, <laughs> you know it feels so different than listening to something clean produced yesterday yeah but there's something about those old books for me that is just nostalgic because I grew up with the 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 NLS books and some old CNIB stuff and some of them were recorded like from vinyl onto tape and they they didn't have professional um you know dry studios at the time so you, you had the bounce and and it was just somebody recording a book and still when I hear those things it still sounds like I was a kid again. I, I love hearing it because it makes me think yes. of when I was so young and, you know, getting into these books for the first time and stuff. So, I mean, I love the new digital techniques. I mean, uh, sometimes it's almost too well done because sometimes you never hear the person breathe at all. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> which seems really <laughs> unnatural to me. Like, <laughs> See, and you know you're you're talking to an audiophile when you when you bring up things like this, right? Because absolutely, um, the the crispness of audio I thoroughly enjoy. I love it. I can actually feel myself engaging more to something that was recorded recently or recorded well uh, versus an older book. And I know you're talking about the the nostalgic element because you grew up with um, that type of audio. Uh, and for me, sometimes I have to wake myself up. And it's not about the content at all. It, it's really just that when I hear older sounding things, I go, oh boy, I can already <laughs> sense that it's going to be harder for me to get in the book. But as you yeah. said, with the newer, do you sometimes feel we're losing that natural element? You mentioned the um, breathing and not being able to hear narrators breathe. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's so, I mean, being a bit of a very amateur producer myself, I mean, I can edit anything out that I want, just like editing a Word document. And so, yeah, if you if you if the producer really wants a clean sound and they see all these little uh, funny waves, they're like, "Well, I don't want those waves," so they take them out and they, and all of a sudden, this this narrator d never breathes. And but it's a human narrator. Yeah. And the other thing I I <laughs> I personally am not a fan of is the whole um, speed changing thing because somebody recorded that book 
And when you change the speed, you take out a lot of the cadence of their voice. I'm getting really geeky here, but because um, Audible or whatever, has, they have uh, digital ways of changing the speed without changing the pitch, right? The old tape recorders, you had to change the pitch too, and that was really strange. <laughs> but wow! So, so it takes out silences. It takes out little silences and pauses and speeds up the the if you, if you want to listen at you know, faster speed to get through the book faster. But I find doing that with a human narrator, like, does them a disservice. That's how I feel about it, personally. Right, right. I mean, this is fascinating uh, in and of itself to have this conversation because it's so true, um, all these little things. And you know what? I'm going to go as far as to say, even if you don't realize and recognize these different things that you and I have been pointing out, um, you might still be affected by it, right? You might not be conscious of it, but it might be affecting the way that you take in a, a piece of audio entertainment file. So it's really, really interesting. And Sarah, I want to get to a recommendation before we completely run yeah, out of time yeah. talking to you about yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you, you want to recommend to us today? I got a couple. I'll try to be short. Um, one of them is Undersong by Kathleen Winter. It's a Canadian book, um, and but it's a, about uh, Dorothy Wordsworth in England, William Wordsworth's sister. And yes, it's historical fiction, but it's um, it's it's based on her letters and journals, and it's told from the point of view of of her servant and also of the garden that is in their house. And so what they do is they have different narrators for the garden talking and the servant talking. And it's just really cool how they did it. I, I think it's great. Um, mm. And also, uh, this, so it's a, it's a nice book too. It's not too long. And also another short book, but kind of creepy is I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid. It's another Canadian book. And I can't tell you why the audio is done so well in that book, because I'd spoil it. But just suffice to say, they put a lot of thought into how they produced it so that it makes sense when you read the book. So is there a genre you could put when you say, uh, did you say creepy? Creepy, horror, murder mystery. It's sort of, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's a thriller, horror. It's an atmospheric book, uh, I think. It builds, this is I'm thinking of ending things. It builds, um, yeah, it builds horror. It builds suspense and and what exactly is going on here kind of thing as you go through it. And, uh, and then you find out. <laughs> oh my. And that's all I'll say. And I'm curious, does your preference of genre or content seep into all your audio entertainment? Or do you think um, you're more flexible in a certain platform like uh, audiobooks versus audio drama? I think I like so much different stuff that it doesn't it doesn't really matter either books or or draw like I like fantasy and I like uh, that the fiction kind of romance ish kind of stuff not too romance but some um, horror <laughs> semi romance um, uh, I'm I'm an English I'm a, have a master's in English literature so I like my classics um, <laughs> uh, yeah just I like tons of different stuff so. Wow, I don't have a real flexibility issue with either any of my entertainment. I'll take whatever I can get, basically. Mm. And uh, are you a what do they call this now? A completionist? You know, someone who definitely finishes what they've started, or can you leave things on the table? Um, 
I usually am a completionist. I get annoyed with my husband, Mike, who likes to read old books that he's read before, but only bits of them. And I'm like, don't you start at the beginning? It's a story. <laughs> Actually, I can totally empathize with Mike on that. Um, going back to Harry Potter, picking particular books and actually particular chapters. Just, oh, just for the mood of it, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. I can't fall asleep to the the scary scenes. I gotta go back and find one of the some of the funny well, stuff. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that, awesome. that makes you, the book. You use books for different purposes then, instead of the intended right. purpose of the book. <laughs> who's to say what the intended purpose I is? Know. I know. I know, right? I know. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. So much philosophy. Uh, last question of the day. Do you do a lot of group listening with Mike at home or anybody, or are you much more of an independent listener? Tend to be more of an independent listener. We haven't read a book together in a while, but we, we do like to. We just haven't done it in a while. But Okay. There you go. Sarah, so awesome talking to you. Um, like I said, it's been nice to talk books with you, and it feels like a very, very short time that we did it. So we will have to get you back on here. Uh, but thank you so much for spending the time with us. Yeah, no problem. It was fun. Sarah Hillis, you can hear her on Mushroom FM, if you will, and maybe some of her music in other contexts. That's it for today's episode of AMI Audiobook Review, and we will be back next week, as always, with another episode. Until then, happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.